Let's go. Hey guys, this is your girl Diva D. You are now tuned in to the Diva Den Show here on Anchor FM and Spotify Podcast. I want to say happy Sunday, happy holidays. Um, if I seem a little groggy, if my voice seem a little off today, okay, your girl has COVID. So I've been home, you know, dealing with COVID. Thank God it's more of a milder COVID uh, virus, you know, but I do have an underlying element. For those who don't know, I have diabetes. As you can see, this is my glucose monitor. So, you know, I have to check my blood sugar every two hours, make sure everything is good. But yes, I'm in, you, you, you're seeing me full circle. <laughs> okay. You're seeing me with the pins in my hair, with my scarf on. Um, and f- another thing too, is Sunday. It is approximately 1207 and it's quiet. Y'all know, usually I record about three, four in the afternoon. Again, y'all know I'm in a concrete jungle and y'all know that it's been noise for days. So, but today is a different day. Um, Today is what? December 11th, 2022. And I was compelled to talk about this topic, but before I move forward, you guys already know the vibe. Do me a favor, go to Anchor FM. I need you to um, subscribe, share, support your girl. Go to the Diva Den click that notification so you can always always get alert when i upload a new episode on my podcast and just to stay you know in the know and stay and follow me to know exactly what topics i have you know i talk about a little everything but anyway um yeah so back to what i was saying was i was compelled to get up this morning and talk about this topic i'm going to touch and i know that all of you if not some of you all of you but this is mainly mainly a topic for the brothers. First of all, this is season three. I'm very, very, very happy to have launched on to season three. I've been saying it for a while and it, it, it appears to be every time I make an announcement about me either doing about a live podcast or me going on live online, something comes up. It's either a cold, something just interferes. But today I was at my table, I was having my tea you know, drinking, you know, my hot, my hot liquids. Like I said, I'm trying to really chase this COVID thing and my throat, which is really sore. But I had a conversation yesterday with my brother, one of my brothers, I have five, but one of my brothers, and it just set on my heart. And I'm sitting at my table this morning, listening to my um, Phyllis Hyman radio station on um, Pandora. And I was just sitting here and I said, you know what? I got to talk about it. So my mind said, plug, play, talk, plug, play, and talk. So I immediately ran over to my closet. I said, you know what? I have hairpins in my hair. I'm in my night clothes. I don't care. I want to talk about it before, you know, it fades and I don't want it to fade. So this new season, this is season three, episode one. I'm dedicating this topic to all of my black men. The topic today is... Our black men are suffering in silence. And this is pertaining to mental health. It is real. It is something that not really is so often talked about. And I'm going to be one of many to bring it on my platform so I can talk about it and um, discuss it in more detail with my audience. So I want to say welcome. So, um... My brother and I were talking yesterday, you know, he had um, caught me on the phone. You know, we were just talking, kicking it. I don't have to call no names of which brother it was, but it was one of my brothers. 
And I was very, very happy, you know, that he picked up the phone and called me. Because my thing when it comes to black men, oftentimes black men really, you know, suffer from mental issues, you know, like we all do. But mainly when it comes to the brothers, it's always like, you know, it's so quiet, you know, it's swept under a rug. It's so elusive. Nobody knows what's going on, you know. And the fact that my brother picked up the phone and we talked, I got to see him in a, a different state. But I was so happy and I was blessed to do so because I'm like, wow, like I didn't know because I always look at my brothers to me like Superman. You know, I never really see them fold, you know, but it's human nature. You're human. You know, you're human. You feel, you know, you have emotions, you go through things. So it's nothing for us to look down on or look at it as him being of, of them being a punk or, you know, oh, he, you know, he, he's, he's showing a sign of weakness and I don't need, you know, it's not about that. It's like, yo, sisters, for real, for real, black men are suffering in silence and we have to really, really, really pull ourselves together and we have to do better and be more of a support and really try to understand because these brothers are dealing with childhood trauma, abuse, neglect, social isolation, and loneliness, um, experiencing discrimination. We know what's going on with these cops killing these killing our brothers in the streets. It's bad enough that the genocide amongst our race is at an all-time high, but, you know, we're still dealing, you know, with the um, discrimination and the stigma, including race racism. You know, racism, social disadvantage, poverty, debt, you name it. And I'm multitasking because I have this screen, my laptop screen, and plus my phone. So I'm video everything for a reason. So you'll see me look up and down. But anyway, um, we have to be a voice, you know, to be able to say, okay, babe, brother, honey, let's sit down and talk about it. You know, why are our black men suffering in silence? You know, there was a time when I was coming up in my era that you had the the, the the big brothers, the OGs, we will call them where I'm from in my hood. You know, you had the OGs that would, you know, sit in a park or sit in front of the building or, you know, just chill on the corner, you know, just kicking it. That's what they do. You know, that was, you know, that was their man cave, you know, if that makes sense. And that was they weighed every, or even in a barbershop, you know, they all get together, sit down, you know, it's like a boys club. And, you know, in that era at that time, you had the older brothers that was, welcoming the younger generation coming up to say, you know, brother, come on in here, you know, and they'll talk, be it if it's about family, about the ladies, about whatever it is that they're going through, but it allowed them some type of, uh, some type of place to call home. It was home for them. It was very comforting. It allowed them to vent It allowed them to laugh, to cry, to be as vulnerable as possible. But everybody was like-minded in that, you know, in the surroundings because everybody can identify with what each other was going through. And it kind of made it a lot easier, you know, for the brothers to just be, you know, okay, listen, what's going on, man? You know, you had, you know, came here today, a little quiet, a little down today, you know, the barber shaving his head and do want to talk amongst the brothers and they all just talk. It's no longer like that no more. You know, it was a time that there were um, different, you know, facilities, you know, and nonprofit um, organizations that funded recreational, you know, places for people in the urban community to be able to go to. It's no more of that, you know, so you got brothers out here that's really battling and dealing with things within 
and they feel that it's hopeless. Like, what's the purpose of me talking about it? What's the purpose of me even mention it? You know, because nobody cares. And that's not true. You know, it's not true. But like I said to the sisters, we can do a lot better and be more of a shoulder to lean on, to be a voice to listen, you know, show more empathy, you know, and and not judge. You know, I did a video on TikTok and I was asking my sisters <clears throat> a while ago, I was like, sisters, you know, let's just be a little more kinder to our men. You know, it's okay for them to be vulnerable. And if they want to break down and sit down and talk with you, to look at him as a coward or he's weak or he's a punk and all that, that's not fair. It's not fair to him because when you're going through what you're going through and he's a comfort blanket to you or that's your safe place, you know, he doesn't look at you as, oh, that she's weak. You know, he's there to hold you, to give you that protection. You know, we have to learn to reciprocate the same thing. You know, to say, okay, babe, I get it. You're going through what you're going through. It makes things a lot easier. It makes it a lot better for them. It gives them a, a safe haven. It gives them that comfort to say, well, damn, when the world is on my shoulder, when I got to go out in these streets and deal with this cool world, you know, that I'm judged because I'm guilty just for being black, period. Let alone, <clears throat> excuse me, let alone I'm a black man. I'm already being judged in the world now i gotta come home and i gotta deal with all the war at home no you don't have to you know it's really about you know trying to have a better understanding so anyway when my brother and i were talking you know he just mentioned you know some of the things that was bothering him he was heard about a few things he felt alone about a lot of things he felt that you know a lot of people you know, he wasn't being treated fairly in a lot of situations and things like that. And, you know, I told him, I said, I definitely can understand that. I understand that. But I also had to let him know that, let me tell you what I learned in this lifetime and what I learned about people, family, people that are not family. We are in a world where everybody is just out for themselves. Nobody cares about what nobody else is going through. It doesn't make it right. But at the same time, each, each and every one of us are dealing with our own issues, right? We're dealing with our own demons. All of us are damaged good. We're all dealing with what we are dealing with as far as, you know, it can be, like I mentioned, it can be um, experiencing childhood abuse, trauma, neglect, isolation, uh, socialism. You know, it can be racism. It can be, we all are dealing with that. It can be the workforce. It can be at work. We're all dealing with something, but I think that dealing with it and learning how to balance it and still have some type of normalcy with it, it can kind of sort of make it a little better. I speak from experience because I myself, you know, have seek psychotherapy. I, I you know, I, I, I have a therapist. I have a social worker and a therapist that I see that I have to talk to you know, and talk about my childhood trauma and talk about um, my abuse and my neglect and the things that I'm going through and why am I at this place mentally where I am. Look at the brothers as the same way. You know, a cry for help is a cry for help. It doesn't matter how it comes. It could come in a way out of a man just yelling and crying. You know, he could just be so angry where he's stomping back and forth not not any way to try to cause any harm but you know 
this is just some of the behaviors that a lot of our men are suffering with. So what do we do about that? How do we, um, how can we be of any type of support, you know, for that? How do we really reach out to our men and open our arms and say, hey, brother, I'm here. You know, I'm here and I promise you, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to even look at you any different. You know, we have to be able to open up our arms and say, you know, it's okay. Come here. It's okay. Talk to me. You know, when my brother sent me the text yesterday, I said to him, I said, well, listen, I'm available. You know, if you want to talk, I'm here, you know, and you can talk to me. And I could say within 15, 20 minutes, the phone rang and I saw that it was him. And I was so happy. And we talked for about two hours. We talked on the phone for about two hours. But I was so blessed to, to, to say, you know what? I got the opportunity, you know, to see my brother at his vulnerable. It's, you know, he opened that up to me. And that's what trust is about. When you can trust someone to be naked and be who you are and just, and, and, and just let it go. And just let it go. We know, you know, in the world what we're dealing with. But ladies, we are not black men. We are not black men. So we don't know. We, we could kind of sort of put it, you know, have an understanding of some things, but we're not them. We don't know what our men have to deal with when they get up in the morning, by the grace of God, and they have to leave out and go into this cool, this cool, cold world. Because that's just what it is. You know, you, you, you can't even jog in the neighborhood anymore because you're being targeted you know, as a threat. You, you can't even go into, a, you can't even stay on a corner and sell loose cigarettes because you'll wind up like Eric Gardner or, or, or George Floyd, you know, and all these other black men that was unfortunately taken away from us. You know, it's a mental, it's a mental state, you know, that they have to deal with. I, I, I pray that we can one day really, really, really put it together and be more of a solution than a problem to our black men. I'm not saying that we have to baby them. I'm not saying that you have to be so, you know, like the mother, you know, baby, come here, make it better. No. Allow that brother to sit at the table. You know, how many of you women really, really ask your man or your husband or even your sons, how's your day today? How was your day today? You know, um, Black men in general, our black sons, they need you. You know, it's but so much that the sisters can do, but we need the black brothers there. You know, we, we need the brothers to grab our boys. You know, hey boy, come here for a minute. You know, I love you, right? You know, grab them by the shoulder, you know, and you know, rough them up a little bit in a playful manner. You know, son, you can sit down and talk to me about anything. Compliment him on the littlest things, you know? If you see some progress, hey, I want you to know I see you. You know, I see you've been doing good in school. You know, I see you got your job. All right, you know, congratulations. Let's go out and celebrate. You know, it can be, I don't care if they're going to work inside Popeye's. But, you know, to them, it's like, wow, you know, like my father see me. You know, my father see me, he acknowledged me. Like, you know, it means a lot. You know, being a black man and having a black man in your life, it can be very, very impactful, especially if he's a positive, you know, role model, a mentor that you can really sit down and talk to, you know, to give you that push. 
you know, we need that, you know, um, for my brother, like I said, you know, I feel you, I feel you, I hear you, I understand, I overstand what you're going through in this season, but I need us as black women, we have to, let's get more involved, let's, let's be more, you know, in tune and connect more with our men, they're going through it, baby. They are going through it. They are battling with so much within. We can't even imagine what they go through. Imagine how many brothers right now as we speak that are either home or somewhere by themselves and they're just breaking down crying because they feel like, damn, I don't have nobody. Nobody listens to me. Nobody cares. You know, every the world hates me because I'm a black man. You know, I'm scared of the police because I'm being targeted and considered a threat. You know, when I can just be walking down a block, just taking a walk just to clear my mind. Immediately, I, you know, stand still. Can you give me your ID? What are you doing in this neighborhood? Do you live in this building? Who are you? You know, the fear. So it's a lot that our men have to deal with. And we as women, as a culture, even for a lot of the brothers that are out here that are mentors, we got to be more involved. We got to do better. You know, family, especially family, majority of the brokenness, the majority of the, um, of the trauma, the childhood trauma, it stems from home with a mother and a father. You know, sometimes it can just be the mother. Sometimes it can just be the father. Sometimes it can be both parents. But that childhood trauma, that is a hard pill to swallow. I am I am proof it's a hard pill to swallow. But not all of us, you know, are able to move on in life. Not all of us. Even with me. You can see me laughing, joking, being silly. You know, that's just me. But it's not easy. It is not easy. It is hard. Because in your mind, you're still reminded and you can remember certain things that were inflicted on you. You can remember certain things that your parents may have said to you that broke you down. You know, um, a friend of mine I spoke to the other day and he, the one thing I like about, about him is that for years that him and I known each other, he's always been that type of person where he called it what it is. He's not afraid to tell you his story. And he spoke about him and his father's relationship. I didn't know to a certain degree that it was like that, but you know, he's almost 60 and still going through life and still kind of a little trauma, traumatized behind a relationship with him and his father. You know, certain things that his father said to him when he was younger. And I'm like, wow. And you still, he's like, it's not easy, D. It's not easy. You know, a lot of times, you know, going through what you're going through as a child and growing up into this world as a man, you don't even know how to love women right. You don't even know how to be of service to a woman because you were damaged good. So a lot of them look come to us. They come, Listen, I've had a, a, a plenty that came to me broken. And I'm like, well, why I always got to get the goddamn broken ones. But a friend of mine said to me, you attract the broken ones because you have a healing spirit. And I said, oh, okay. So now, now I'm Mother Teresa, you know, 
that's a gift and a curse but shit i'm not here i can't fix you if i'm trying to fix me you know and it's not fair for you to come to me looking for me to be a healer or to take a band-aid and cover up your scars like nah you know we have to be able to try to be okay with who we are first individually and then figure out how we can be up because if you're broken and i'm broken what are we doing you know we're doing more damage than good right and um you know that's just how a lot of them you know a lot come i, I think about i'll be i reflect sometime on certain relationships that i had and i'm like damn yeah dude was really really broken you know oh my god right i forgot about that dude was really broken a lot of them was just broken some of them don't open up. They don't want to talk about it because they afraid that you're going to look down at them. I dated a guy one time where he said his mother told him all his life that he was ugly. And I'm like, for real? And I looked at him and I saw him like he was so fine. Ooh, ladies, he was gorgeous to me. And he was like, nah, my mom's always told me since I was a little boy that I was ugly. Seriously? And he went on in life as a grown, fine man, built body, everything. Girls were going crazy, but he was mine. And he went through life with that insecurity and it became too much for me to bear because, dude, I'm not here to stroke your ego. Like, how many times you want me to tell you that I think that you're just a beautiful human being? And when I tell him, it was like, nah, you don't mean that. You know, and it's like, damn, I not only am I trying to show this man that I'm really, you know, it's about him. I got to deal with the after fact and the aftermath of what his mother already broke. I can't fix that. So I had to walk away, unfortunately. I think it only lasted probably about six months. But I had enough of that. But as I grew older, I learned to say, you know, dude was just broken. And years on, you know, we, we, we you know, talked about it. And he said he wanted to apologize to me because he knew that he was a, he said, you know, D, I, I, I know I was a hard job. I said, oh, that's an understatement. And we laughed about it at that time, but we didn't laugh about it during the time, you know? And I was like, you know, bro, you know, a lot of, a lot of you guys are just, you know, just, just, just mentally dealing with your, excuse me, with your own thing. Um, I've had brothers that was jealous, you know, very, very, very insecure. Later on, come to find out, they watched their father beat their mother. They watched their father with his jealous ways and his, you know, uh, insecurities and how he, you know, with that behavior, you know, the mother was walking around nervous on pins and needles. Later on, the mother had a damn nervous breakdown behind the father and his mental health. So it's a lot, you know, but it all stems from home. It comes from home. Sometimes the home front is just so in a disarray is so much chaos and madness going on you know and the parents you know sometimes you guys do more damage than good so we have to do better we want to raise our sons to be kings and to be productive and to be you know have a heart and have a loving heart and teach them even though the world can be a really really cruel place but there is love in this world and love on those that love on you. We have to continuously remind, we gotta, we gotta continuously plant that seed. You know, women, when you raising your boys and even though things didn't work out with you and their father, please stop telling them that they are just like their father. Please stop taking your pain and 
your frustration and your anger out on your child because you're not with their father. Women literally seriously do that. I've dated men that went through that. You know, listen, I had to deal with every piece of pain that my father left my mother, she took out on me. This is what a lot of men were saying. You know, they grow up thinking they're not good enough. They grow up being insecure. They grow up being angry. They grow up not respecting women. You know, they don't respect their mom because now they have age now, they are man and they can remember all of the pain and all of, you know, disappointment they take it out on a mother. So, you know, we have to do better as well. We can't continuously take our disappointments and anger out on our children. The child didn't ask to be here. You know, didn't ask to be here. I hate to hear parents say, oh, you know, he's just like his father. Oh, she's just like her father. So every time you spoke about my father, it never was in a positive light. So when you're saying that I'm just like my father, what are you saying about me? We also have to be mindful of what we're saying because kids' minds is like a sponge. I can remember so much as a child that a lot of people was like, you remember that? Absolutely. Imagine what a male child can remember. You know, I dated a guy and told me he, he can remember to this day, he can remember literally watching his mother being beaten by her boyfriend. And he was so young that it was really but so much he can do to protect his mother. So he grew up, you know, feeling less than a man because the one thing that he wanted to do that he couldn't do because he was so young was to protect his mother. So he grew up in the world feeling like a coward. So for every time that there was a trigger or somebody says something to him out the way, off the rip, he's ready to defend that. Because the man that was beating his mother told him, you a little punk, what you going to do? I slap you around like I slap your mother. So he couldn't protect. Growing up angry at the world, grew up like, you know, I'm a punk. Can't protect the woman that I'm with, you know. So it's a lot. Mental health is high. Let's do better. Let's really, 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 you know, try to be a sound mind. Let's be a voice. You know, let's be there for our brothers. Brothers, we really, really, we're here for you. Trust me. Me personally, I'm gonna speak for me. I'm not looking at you no different. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to look down on you. I'm not here to say you a coward, you a punk, you're weak. You know, it's not even about that. You know, a lot of us black women, we welcome it. We welcome you to sit down and talk to us. We want to be able to walk this journey with you to let you know that you're not alone. You're not by yourself. You know, it's just unfortunate that there are a lot of women, a lot of people out here that don't have any type of empathy or they, I, I don't want to say that they don't care because it's not fair to them. Because like I said earlier, people are dealing with their own demons. People are trying to handle their own baggage, but just don't take it personal. If you know that there's someone that you can't talk to say, okay, well, listen, I just can't bring that to you. Or I'm not comfortable speaking with you about what I'm going through because you never gave me you know, the inkling that, you know, you're somebody I can talk to. You always shun me away or whatever. There's people out here that you can speak to. My mother told me a long time ago, the best opinion is from a stranger. And I said, wow, do that make sense? It do. I, I've, I've, I've been there a few years back where I literally spoke to a stranger. 
And I had got the God honest truth and it was the best thing. And a lot of things that was told to me to this day, I executed. I'm like, wow, that makes sense. So, you know, with that being said, I just wanted to jump on here and I had to share with you guys. Um, our brothers are suffering in silence and it is our job and our responsibility to do better, to allow them to be vulnerable, to allow them to speak and not feel ashamed. It's okay to sit down and talk with your mate, with your family member, with your friend. You know, we're here, brothers, and we're going to do better. So with that being said, I want to wish you all happy holidays, happy new year. Here's to love, health is wealth. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to share, subscribe, and support. Please click on that bell so therefore you'll get notifications when I upload a new video, a new episode on my podcast. Continue to support your girl. This is your girl, Diva D. And again, you were tuned in to the Diva Den show here on Anchor FM and Spotify. God bless. Always, always protect this place of peace. And remember, always choose you. With that being said, have a good one. Peace. Bye.